With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 So I'm going to ask you to do something as a football fan that you probably don't want to do. But if you hear me out, I'll explain why it makes the most sense for everybody that's listening right now. You, your friends, your loved ones, all the people you've grown up with watching football. I'll give you a tip to make this season more enjoyable. That coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program on all 300-plus affiliates. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15 or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. If you knew the ending to a movie, what would make it worth watching? You'd got, you need great acting. Uh, You'd need the stuff leading up to the ending to be really worthwhile. It could be a car chase, a fight scene, whatever. But if you knew the ending going into a movie, what's going to keep you around? You know, you got to have something that that is in, imprinted in your mind. You've got to have something to look forward to. If somebody tells you the end of Usual Suspects, it kind of ruins the whole movie. But if they say, "Yeah, but you know, there's this scene where they're all standing up there, getting ready uh, uh, to get their their picture taken, and they're all kind of messing around and goofing around with each other," it's really really funny. I would recommend it. Or you know, the ending to the movie Heat. Somebody tells you how the movie Heat's gonna end. What's going to keep you around to watch that movie? The shootout scene in the streets of LA. Like you need something, that an, an epic in between in order to make sitting around for an ending you already know worthwhile. If you knew you were going to get fired 
If you knew for sure you were going to get fired, you knew exactly when your boss was going to fire you. How would you spend your last days at the company? Cut loose a little bit, right? What? I'm gone on Friday anyways. F it. I'm going to do all the things I wasn't allowed to do before. Who knows? Maybe you'll smoke a cigarette in your cubicle and put it out on the bottom of your shoe. I mean, if you already know how it's going to end, make it worthwhile. Why not? Cut loose a little bit. Have some fun. Let your hair down. Come into work hungover. If you knew ahead of time what the ending was, you'd at least know how to enjoy the stuff before the ending. So the point being is, if it's a formality, you got to find enough before you get there. This college football season appears to be a formality. Alabama is the best team in the country. And it's not close. Like... <laughs> Not even close. If you've listened to Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio, they've talked about how much Alabama would be favored by going into each of these games. Ohio State looks like a good football team, right? They look like a, a pretty good team. Georgia looks like a pretty good team, right? Up until Saturday and, and Ed Orgeron and LSU uh, uh, hammering them at, in Baton Rouge. But those are good football teams. Those are like the, the, the next good football teams compared to Alabama. At minimum this season, Alabama on a neutral field would be a seven-point favorite. At minimum, a seven-point favorite. That is how much better they are than every other team in the country. In fact, Alabama's been so good that their starting quarterback hasn't played in the fourth quarter of any game this season. <laughs> Just imagine that. They are so good that their starting quarterback doesn't know what the fourth quarter feels like because the game's so out of hand that there's no reason for him to be in there. There's no reason. Like That's how dominant Alabama has been. In fact, Alabama's so good that their backup quarterback is 26-2 and in his career when he starts. We're talking all-time talent here. Like a, a possibly an historically great football team. We're talking 2005 Texas. We're talking Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, USC. We're talking uh, the Miami Hurricanes of years past. We're talking an all-time great football team in Alabama. So again, this season appears to be a formality. It appears that it's just a coronation waiting to happen. Alabama's that much better than everybody else. They're that much more dominant than everybody else. And even on a neutral field, it would be considered a slight upset if somebody just lost by less than 10. You know, if you just keep it within single digits, at least that team will cover the spread. Like, it's it, it, it's done. Like, we're watching football right now, and there's nobody out there in their right mind who can come away from this saying, yeah, no, I really like so-and-so in that matchup with Alabama. No, you don't. You're lying to yourself. Stop. Uh, you're the nut job who uh, poisoned the tree. Uh, you're 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 the the crazy fanatical one who pulls out a, a sawed off on his neighbor because how dare he root for Tennessee when you're a Memphis fan? Like like you're that guy. You're crazy. 
We know the ending to the movie. So what's going to make us watch? What's going to keep you interested? As many big-time programs playing in as many big-time games as we can get. That's the only thing. That's what you need. Otherwise, we're kind of spinning our wheels right now. Kind of waiting for something to happen. Kind of hoping somebody gets knocked off. I said it on the show yesterday. Root for Jim Harbaugh. You may not want to root for him, but just do it. Root for Jim Harbaugh. Root for Michigan. I know you were probably one of those people who called Jim Harbaugh overrated, but um, knock, knock, there's Michigan after losing week one to Notre Dame, and they've won every single game since. They blew out Wisconsin on Saturday night, and they look like they're set up for a showdown the final week of the season against Ohio State. Root for Jim Harbaugh. Root for as many possibilities or as many uh, interesting storylines or scenes from the movie before you get to the ending if you already know what it is. Root for Harbaugh. Root for Michigan. It's good for college football. You see the big house on Saturday? Wisconsin in town? That place was jumping. It's a far cry from where it was at before Harbaugh got there to when they were slinging two-liter bottles of Dr. Pepper to try and give away free tickets to a Minnesota-Michigan game in Ann Arbor. Root for Jim Harbaugh. In fact, I'll do you one better. Root for Notre Dame. Even if you're not Catholic, just do it, man. Root for Notre Dame. You don't want a college football playoff with Notre Dame in it? I mean, I'm telling you, I'm watching Notre Dame play, and I'm just hoping they survive. They don't have a shot in the college football playoff. They were fortunate. They, they beat Pitt on Saturday. It was a struggle. They were trailing in the fourth quarter with under eight minutes to go. At home. I don't know how great they are, but I know they're not Alabama. I do know, however, they've got a huge fan base. They've got a great following. And when Notre Dame's good, it's good for college football. Same when the Lakers are good in basketball, it's good for the NBA. When the Celtics are good, it's good for the NBA. When the Bears, the Packers, the Giants are good, it's good for the NFL. These historic teams who are passed down from generation to generation, national brands, when they're good, it's good for everybody. Root for Notre Dame. While you're at it, cheer on Texas. Look, I think their fan base is insane. I think they're the most overhyped program, maybe the most overhyped franchise slash program in sports. They're a cash cow. All they do is bring in revenue. You know what they don't do? They don't really bring in a lot of national titles. They've got one since the 70s. They're the Milwaukee Bucks. But you know what? Psycho fan base. Really passionate. Now they're in the top 10. They're battling. They struggled against Baylor on Saturday. But they were able to, 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 to figure that game out. Uh, now you've got uh, you've got Texas who's creeping up. Couple of teams lost. I mean, Texas is right on the doorstep. Root for Texas. Hope they get in there. Rally around LSU and Ed Orgeron. Who doesn't want to see Ed Orgeron in a college football playoff, or at least close to it? Keep LSU relevant for as long as possible. They buried Georgia on Saturday. Less uh, 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 Ed Orgeron's a great story. He's a great soundbite. You need all these things to happen in order to make the finale interesting at all, to, to, to be able to get to that point. 
Upsets are cute. They're really fun. I like them. Upsets are a lot of fun. Look, you watch college basketball. It's cool to see a 16 beat a 1. But for this season, when the ending seems to be written, give me the most big-time programs with the best storylines and the most nutty fan bases we can get until Alabama raises the trophy. Because right now, there's nobody beating that team. So you got to find something to watch. you got to find something to be into. You need a shootout scene in the middle. You need a, a big fight. You need an early death you didn't know about. Something that's going to keep you interested. Because as it stands right now, nobody's beating Bama. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Coming up next, there is an NFL player who you probably don't like. And he officially doesn't care anymore. Wait till you hear what he had to say next year on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up in uh, just a couple of moments, somebody that you hate does not care. And you'll probably be bothered by it. So that'll be coming up here uh, momentarily on Fox Sports Radio. Um, We do want to welcome in the crew here on FSR. They're going to be riding shotgun until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, your technical producer, Iowa Sam, is in the building. Good to the last drop. How are we doing, Jonas? Uh, Sam is is excited. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes are fastly approaching the top 25. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And a win in a win over Indiana. I, know, I don't know how far that goes. Now, uh, what's the uh, what's the Iowa Zombie uh, uh, status? Are you are you a little banged up right now? I'm I'm just tired from a lot of reasons, uh, but I'm good. I'm in a good mood. Well, there he is. So the uh, the pride of Iowa, Iowa Sam mm-hmm. has uh, has. Uh, I'm very good at my job too, aren't you? Yeah, has a uh, he's uh, that's always good to bring on the air. Has uh, Iowa Sam is uh, excited? The Iowa Hawkeyes, a five and one record, two and one in the Big Ten, uh, all over the Indiana Hoosiers, the powerhouse program that is Indiana. Yeah, on six, Saturday, six touchdowns from Nate Stanley. That's that's something for Iowa. That's like Texas Tech level stuff. Um, uh, let me ask, let me ask uh, uh, Connor McGregor, our college football um, analyst here. Uh, Connor McGregor, uh, what's your breakdown on Nate Stanley of Iowa? Who gives a? Okay. I just, sorry for bothering you. I just thought we'd bring you in a little, uh, little. I mean, is there anything else? Uh, like your thought, like if Conor McGregor, if I were to ask you, a uh, Nate Stanley, uh, your impressions of Nate Stanley as a college football player, your thoughts? Who the is that guy? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Mike the Nightmare is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. This is my nightmare. You know who I am. Yeah, Conor McGregor better know who I am. Yeah, uh, Mike Mayer is is excited. The Cleveland Browns are, for yeah. some reason, a favorite over the L.A. Chargers in Cleveland. 
on Sunday. Everybody's uh, riding the Baker train, man. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Now, I don't want to give away any any secrets here, but I have a feeling that the Cleveland Browns will be uh, featured in Knox Locks coming up at the top of next Ooh, hour. that's a good tease Can't right wait. there. Yeah, Great radio a, tease right yeah, there. Yeah, there's a little Knox Locks. Made some history last week in Knox Locks, so that'll be coming up um, later on as well, too. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the most violent man in sports talk radio, and his name is Ralph Irvin, your national update anchor. Take a knee. My ass. Come on, Ralph. Ready to throw down. Um, Ralph, by the way, we are going to be debuting a brand new segment here on Fox Sports Radio uh, coming up in, I would say, what are we talking, like 20 minutes, Ralph? About. going to talk 20 yeah. minutes? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I'm getting, now I'm getting actually on the air because uh, this person has no respect for the job that I'm doing. On the air right now, I'm getting a text message um, from... Uh, <laughs> Okay, this, and I'm actually doing Who? this. This is really bad radio, but this is a text uh, on the air uh, from somebody who who you saw on television on Fox Sports One earlier on Saturday night. Right? Uh-huh. They were texting me, um, and uh, and so whether or not that they decide to call in, we will see. All right, but they were they are they are seeming like they want to call in. Uh, they are texting me. It is a surprise guest here in the middle of the night. Uh, no telling who it could be. I know who it is. Uh, but if you would like to take a guess as to who this person is, and the only, the only hint that I will give you as far as who this person is, is a soundbite from one Conor McGregor again, who was so offended by somebody. He was so offended by somebody that Conor McGregor, this is your hint. This is your hint as to who this person is that'll be calling in. This person you will probably think about when you hear Conor McGregor say this. Suck these big artists. Okay. So that's uh, that's all I will say. Then I'll leave it at that. So Conor McGregor's hint to you as to who's going to be coming up here in about five minutes from now is the following again. Conor McGregor, the following again. Suck these big artists. So find out who that mystery man is coming up five minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Boy, that sounded awkward. All right. Um... So Odell Beckham is back in the news. He had this this thing that he came out with on Saturday. Uh, Odell Beckham, as part of this little series, because all these guys are doing like these little uh, um, like Facebook video series and all that. Clearly, he was uh, hearing the negative feedback. People didn't like that he was punching a swamp cooler. Uh, people didn't like that Odell Beckham was behaving the way that he did on a nationally televised game. They didn't like that he called out uh, possibly Eli Manning or other teammates in a sit-down interview with ESPN and Lil Wayne. Uh, by the way, can I say Lil Wayne? Can I pronounce the T's? I'm giving. I'm doing the T's. I'm not. Do, I'm doing, doing this Lil Wayne. Bill Belichick. How would you pronounce Lil Wayne? It's already been addressed. All right. Well, I'm going to address it now, and I'm going to call him Little Wayne. All right. So Little Wayne is sitting next to Odell Beckham, and he's being critical of the New York Giants and the organization. And so Odell Beckham felt the need on Saturday to, well, address the people that are demanding an apology from him and the way that he's acted over the past several days. And, well, here's what Odell Beckham had to say. Bro, I'm sorry that I'm not going to apologize oh. from my heart. I don't feel like you deserve an apology for one. Ooh, and I don't feel like sir. F you. We apologize for how I feel. All right, I stop it there. Like Let's it was, st- stop it there. So for everybody out there that hates Odell Beckham, all of you people out there that have been critical of Odell Beckham, uh, this is, uh, it, in short, and keeping it clean, this is him doing a DX crotch chop 
and telling you to go stick it, Odell Beckham again. I felt like it was supposed to be a safe space and, and all these things. And, and look, like, you know, the things that I said, could they have been, could, they, could the approach have been a different way? Could it have been handled a different way? I think when you look back on anything and um, there's, there's things that are conflicting or, or, you know, things that get mixed up, you always look back and be like, it could have been handled a different way. I know it may have came off however it came off, but my message was to be nothing more than encouraging everybody to be their very best, to pick it up even more than you have, to, to dedicate and sacrifice more than you ever have. Um, and if anything could be taken from this message, it would just, to me in my eyes, is that I actually care. Like I really just, deep down to my core, my soul, care about what I'm doing. Now, you hear Odell Beckham and you go, well, that's a little bit overdramatic. And I agree. Uh, that is a little bit overdramatic. Um, Odell Beckham sounded like he was, uh, it sounded like a phone sex operator. Not that I would know, but Odell Beckham sounded like uh, like he was really, really trying to trying to get erotic there during that soundbite, which is bizarre. But nonetheless, oh. I actually defend Odell Beckham because I don't know what he did wrong. Like he punched a swamp cooler. He got pissed off. So what? Was he wrong about his criticisms of Eli Manning? Did you watch the game Thursday? Like People that go in with this preconceived notion that Odell Beckham is a bad guy and he's a bad teammate. All right, well, look, all I know is that when he made the statements that he made, they came out after the fact and they played pretty damn well. If that was a guy who his teammates didn't respect and a guy who uh, teammates just didn't like at all, then they would have come out and they would have been really bothered and they would have ostracized him and they would have uh, uh, they, there would have been trick plays called for Odell Beckham after the fact. He was saying what a lot of people felt and what a lot of people felt for a long time. He was saying what Ben McAdoo saw last year, which is why he benched Eli Manning on that road game in Oakland. So this whole thing is going to take a turn, and I'm calling my shot right now, and I'll tell you this upcoming week. This is now going to turn into, shut up, Odell Beckham, you're obnoxious, nobody wants to hear from you, now he's not apologizing, it was a bad move signing him. No, it's a guy who is fired up, he wants to win games, they're not winning, he's not getting the football. If he didn't care right after he got his contract, then that'd be concerning. But he's calling it as it is, man. If you're watching the Giants on Thursday night, it... There's no threat downfield. Everything's a dump off to Saquon Barkley, and he shouldn't have to apologize. I wish more people were honest like this. Like, and But I'm telling you, you just go into it with a preconceived notion of what Odell Beckham is, and you're just going to ride that for as long as it lasts. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. You can also get me on uh, Twitter. At the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, so uh, Conor McGregor again. We have a special guest who is going to be appearing here coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. All right, in about 60 seconds from now here on FSR. And the only hint that I'll give you is the following. Suck these big artists. All right, so find out who that special guest is next here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, the most violent man in sports talk radio, Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And Major League Baseball's playoffs continued Saturday with the Houston Astros kicked off the ALCS by holding Boston to just three hits. 
Houston wins 7-2 at Fenway. Meanwhile, in Milwaukee, the Dodgers came back strong. Two balls and no strikes. Taylor leads from first. Jeffress delivers. Fly ball to left. It's on its way, and it is gone! A home run for Justin Turner! AM570 LA Sports and the Dodgers Radio Network with the call is LA evens the NLCS at a game apiece after beating the Brewers 4-3. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. On the college gridiron, number 13 LSU, the big upset winner over number 2 Georgia. You know, I grew up watching LSU football. I walked out, I could feel it. Walking down the Tiger Walk, you just feel it all week. This is going to be one of those games for the LSU Tigers, and I want to be part of it. It was great. And it was great. 36-16, the Tigers win. <laughs> number 6, West Virginia upset in Ames, falling to Iowa State 30-14. Number 17, Oregon, overtime winner over number 7, Washington 17-7. In Hawaii, they fell at BYU badly. In fact, the Cougars win 49-23, but Chip Kelly got his first win as UCLA head coach. They rolled through Berkeley with a 37-7 win. Sadly, same can't be said for Scott Frost in Nebraska. They blew a 10-point lead in the final 5 minutes, 41 seconds. They fall at Northwestern 34-31 in overtime. The Huskers 0-6 for the first time in history. Yeah, it's uh, not looking good. Thanks, Ralph. By the way, Ralph, can you bring back that Ed Orgeron sound again that you just played? Say it again. All right. Well, I just did. If you're not listening, Coach, put, <laughs> coach, put on the headphones. Uh, Ralph, bring back that the Ed Orgeron sound. I'm going to give you a toss, and I want you to just play the sound that you played during the update. Are you good with that? Sounds good. All right. And now we go live to my Bull Mastiff eating a bowl of Cheez-Its. You know, I grew up watching LSU football. I walked out, I could feel it. Walking down the Tiger Walk, you just feel it all week. This is going to be one of those games for the LSU Tigers, and I want to be part of it. It's great. I just love him. <laughs> I love him so much. Thank you, guys. I, Go Tigers. Oh, man. I would, I, I, you know, I swear to God, if I was a, a five, if, if I was a five-star recruit and I, and I was choosing between Nick Saban and, or, or Alabama, LSU, Miami, uh, like all the powerhouse programs, Notre Dame, Georgia, Clemson, the tie always goes to the guy who sounds like that. Because if he, if he can't get you fired up, and you always have an excuse, a built-in excuse, uh, like, you know, why did why'd you uh, run a crossing pattern when it was supposed to be a curl? I'm sorry, Coach, I couldn't understand what you said. Do you really want to know everything? <laughs> <laughs> like, look at that laugh. Guy's a maniac. Uh, I love Ed Orgeron. Um, so, uh, so we will be hearing uh, bits and pieces of Ed Orgeron throughout the course of the show because Ralph Irvin likes to pick on Ed Orgeron in his voice. I'm so. celebrating his win. You sure are. That's why you can't do an update as a broadcast professional without laughing every do you time. Really you really want to know yeah. everything? <laughs> All right, so it is time to pay off a tease. We gave one of the most epic teases in the history of Sports Talk Radio. So here, before we reveal the guest, all right, before we reveal the guest, and we have a high budget here on Weekend Overnight Radio. This is primetime real estate here on Sports Talk Radio. A lot of people say, oh, it's the Monday through Friday shows. Kiss my ass. It's all about weekend overnights. It's all about afternoon drive time in Bangladesh, which is where we are right now. So the tease that I gave as to who our mystery guest would be, all I gave you was the following from Conor McGregor. This was the tease. This was the hint. And we've got people tweeting in trying to figure out who the guest is. But the hint that I gave you from Conor McGregor was the following. Suck these big artists. 
So it is time for the big reveal. Ladies and gentlemen, on the heels of Suck These Big Irish Bleeps, it is time to reveal our guest. Mystery guest. Say your name, please. Uh, The Pride of Dublin is in the house, folks. The Pride of Dublin, Ohio, a home of Wendy's. And Brady Quinn is here after calling the USC Colorado game for Fox Sports 1 on Saturday night. My man, what's happening? Glad to be here. Just uh, just got done with the game. It was, what, a four-hour and something game. That was a long one. Uh, not the best football, but good win for USC, who now uh, controls their own destiny, at least. In the, uh, the Pac-12 South, trying to get another Pac-12 championship. And now, be honest, though. All right, just between you and I. Now, Brady and I do a show together uh, here on Fox Sports Radio, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 day Pacific Time on Sunday night. So we will be on the air uh, later on on Sunday. And usually it's like a segment or two before it goes completely off the rails and somebody makes a crank joke. But we are in the safe harbor here on weekend overnight, so you can be honest. All right, just between you and I, there's nobody listening because I'm hosting. <laughs> but between you and I, when you go into the Coliseum, how much do you look around and you're just disgusted as a Notre Dame great to be sitting in the Coliseum calling a USC game? Come on. Um, you've got to compartmentalize that uh, because that, with this profession, is the last thing that you ever want to be the case. Um, and, and as much as you want people to recognize you for you being an, a former athlete on all that and, and in your you know, history as a quarterback, you also want them to just kind of appreciate you as a broadcaster so they don't really associate you with the team. Um, and so that's where, like, for example, Kirk Herbstreet, who, you know, was an Ohio State quarterback. I don't know how many young people remember him playing. I mean, I grew up in Ohio, so I remember it. But I think he does a tremendous job of always, you know, just calling the game as he sees it and being able to be critical at times but not showing really any bias. And that's always the tough thing is people tend to think that, you're going to be biased um, based on your affiliations or your alma mater. But really, you know, you're just calling the game how you see things kind of going you know, down there. And I think I was probably overly complimentary of, uh, of USC, and rightfully so. I mean, they played a much better game than, than I think Colorado did tonight. Uh, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio host, Fox Sports 1, uh, uh, NFL college football analyst joining us here on FSR. You were getting a lot of compliments. I was, for some reason, tagged in them. I'm trying to do extensive show prep uh, for my highly rated weekend overnight show, and I got people commenting on how great your hair looked during the broadcast. Did you do anything different? Did you finally break out the blow dryer like I asked you? Yeah, well, you actually gave me some tips. Okay. Uh, I, I think you said there was like a leave-in condition. Like there is, yes. To that. That's one of the keys, and you got to have the blow dryer, which I haven't quite made it that far to getting the Cadillac of blow dryers that you possess. <laughs> um, but all in all, it, it, you know, it took a good amount of time before the game. Uh, you got to make sure that things rock solid, though. So you're putting a headset on and off, so that's clearly going to mess it up. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it took a lot of hard work and preparation to kind of get into the mold of how that hair looks. Uh, and look, it's, it's able to stand the, the test of a four to, to maybe five hour game, depending on how long that was tonight. Uh, if Scott Frost wasn't a Nebraska great before he was a head coach, are we talking a one-and-done situation at Nebraska? Potentially, yeah. I mean, and I think that the toughest part about any coach in the first year, especially him, though, with, with you know what I think he will eventually be there is, you know, you've almost got to just, you know, just, just destroy everything and break it all down before you can build it back up. 
And, you know, I, I think that's the tough part for him is he's got to figure out a way of being able to keep everyone that's a Nebraska fan from getting frustrated with what they look like right now because, you know, they are so far behind everyone else. And then it gets tough when you have a season like this to pitch to recruits, um, which you obviously need. They lack talent. You know, how do you, how do you pitch or what do you say to those kids about the program that you're building? I mean, besides saying, hey, you can come in and play right away, which who knows if there's any much truth to that. Uh, and then, again, the, the, the battle that you face is you're playing a bunch of young players that you basically recruited to come in and start right away. I mean, it, that means there's probably a couple of years from really being able to be competitive and, and successful. So uh, we'll see. I mean, they're lucky they're in the Big Ten West. I think they'll have an easier time coming back. Uh, being in that division versus the Big Ten East, that's for sure. <laughs> I love what he said after the game when they were uh, asking uh, why the defense fell apart. The first thing he said was, well, first of all, I don't coach the defense. <laughs> thanks, Coach. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for making that clear and throwing your defensive coordinator under the bus. Uh, I just yeah. – I, I, it just – I don't know, man. Like Chip, it feels like Chip Kelly. Like, like the consensus is, you know, look, this is a a bad situation. Chip Kelly, he got his first win on Saturday. He's going to turn around. But like the Scott Frost stuff, we kept hearing that's a great hire. That's a great hire. And they lose a heartbreaker to Colorado, and it's like, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. And they're zero and six. They've never in the history of the program, Bo Pelini or whoever, have been this bad. So I just wonder. Were they this bad going in? I mean, you watch all these teams. You 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 break down tape. Were they this bad going into the season, or, or is this just yeah. a, a, a man? <laughs> yeah, no, th- th- this was a team that I think you worried about their talent. Um, you worry about um, obviously the quarterback position in particular because um, they were going to be without and and um, you know started from last year, kind of moved on. So you knew they were going to be replaced in the most important position, but also just a change in philosophy, a change in what they're trying to do defensively as well. Um, and, you know, I, I remember calling a game. I want to say, gosh, it was, well, it was a couple. Years, I think it was a couple years back now uh, when they were playing out in Austin, and it, Bob Diaco was the uh, defensive coordinator at the time, and he was trying to change them from a, a four-three to a three-four, which takes a while. Minus the fact that you don't even have the kind of the same type of body types to run that sort of scheme, so you got to recruit to it, or you need more time in the weight room to build up some of those guys who need to become a little bit bigger, or recruit guys who have more speed on the edge. And they were done. He was done after one year. So that's the difficulty of it is when you've got a change in scheme and philosophy, you know, it's not like the NFL where you can have a huge roster turnover. You're working with what you got for the first year. And I think that's partially the difficulty. But, uh, again, going back to it, I just think people don't realize what kind of undertaking that Nebraska was going to be. And, and to get it to the point where they're going to get back to competing like the levels they're accustomed to seeing, it's going to take a number of years. And Chip Kelly, the same with UCLA. They've got some talent, but – they're, they're devoid of it in most places, and he's still trying to teach his system uh, to what is a, a decently young offense as well. Uh, Brady Quinn, Fox NFL college football analyst. You heard him on the call. USC beating Colorado on Saturday night. Uh, also Fox Sports Radio host. He will be on the air with me 8 p.m. Eastern time, 11, uh, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time, 5 to 8 p.m. Pacific time uh, later on Sunday night here on Fox Sports Radio. Last one, have you already eaten? What's the post-game meal of choice? Oh. Uh, when are we flying out? What, what's happening here? Yeah, flying out in about five hours. Uh, it's an early flight. It'll be a quick turnaround. I'm trying to figure out what the, I mean, there might be some, some late night room service at this point. Um, I, I wish I could have hit, hit up in and out. I always hate missing an opportunity to get in and out when I'm out here on the West Coast because those birds are so damn good. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think I'm, I'm, that's in the cards for me tonight. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't want to take you to the Rainbow Room on Sunset again, but they do serve food pretty late. 
I mean, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Okay. That's, that's a hard pass. We, <laughs> we've been there once, and uh, that place. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to say that I've, I've been there once, and I'll probably never go back. Uh, yeah. By the way, if you walk into the Rainbow Room and just yell out, "Hey, junkie!" 15 guys will turn around. I'll uh, all, all, all turn around and go, "You talking to me?" Um, all right, uh, so Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio host, uh, Fox NFL College Football Analyst. Uh, we will be firing away coming up later on Sunday night, 8 Eastern time here on FSR. Hey, thanks for calling in, man. I had a segment set aside uh, thinking you were going to flake this weekend, and I was going to rip you on the air tomorrow, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Go figure. That's just, that's just the kind of friend that you I are. Doubt, Always setting up to try to knock me down. That's, all right, man. Just the type of guy that you are, Jonas. I'm a good person, man. I'm not a slappy like the rest of them. You know, minus what I mean? the good. Yes, you, minus the good. Yeah, you're you're a person. All right. Yeah. I get something to eat. I will. All right. See you, buddy. That is uh, Brady Quinn. Yeah. That. Uh, so the show. If you've never heard the show on Sunday nights, um, yeah, it gets uh, uh, pretty out of line early on in that show. Uh, it's amazing that we're both sober while we do it. All right, so coming up uh, next here on FSR, we're going to debut a brand new segment here on Fox Sports Radio. It's never been done before. It could be a complete and total disaster. We'll have that for you next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up 10 minutes from now here on FSR, it is another edition of Knox Locks, where I will give you locks in the NFL this Sunday and potentially Monday. So that's coming up 10 minutes from now. And just to give you a heads up, it was an historic edition of Knox Locks a week ago. Almost never been done before. Almost never happens in the history of gambling. So we'll have that for you, a chance to potentially make a grip of cash or lose it all. Uh, coming up 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it was great to hear from my radio wife, Brady Quinn, a few moments ago who called in after the USC-Colorado game. Again, you can hear Brady and I uh, coming up later on Sunday nights, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time, 5 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Right now, though, we decided to come up with a new uh, segment here on the show. Ralph Irvin, to put it mildly, is a sick bastard. All right, He, uh, he continuously finds bizarre stories from around the world of sports, uh, Ralph Irvin, uh, I don't know how he does it. He spots things on television. He spots things on social media. He's the most violent man in sports talk radio, and he is fastly becoming the most controversial. It is time for the debut edition of a little something we call The Weird World of Ralph. Ralph Irvin, first up, where are we going and what do we got? Well, we're actually staying here in Southern California. That's because... Deontay Wilder is uh, getting ready for this fight with Tyson Fury December 1st at Staples Center in L.A. And those two have been on a media tour. One stop for Deontay was at Nacion ESPN on October 4th. Puedes pegar aquí la pancita. Aquí la pancita. O aquí arriba. Uno. Muy bien. Uno. Vamos a la pausa después de ver el gran golpe. Yeah, that was uh, Deontay uh, <laughs> punching out the mascot for the show. Allegedly broke the jaw of the guy inside. Wilder claims he didn't know that anyone was actually in there. What do you think it was? A giant stuffed animal? Uh, I don't know. Like what? Like De- hey, Deontay Wilder? Uh, I would never say this to him because the guy's a monster. He's actually a really nice guy. We interviewed him on the air. Um, he's a really, really nice guy. But 
What did he think that was? Like some, like it was something that that uh, one of the producers wanted a giant claw machine at a carnival, and they brought it on set. Of course, there's a guy inside. But keep in mind, they did t- they did say, "Hey, give him a punch, punch him, punch him as hard as you can." Do they know how hard he hits? I don't think like, so. Deontay Wilder's right hand is one of the hardest punches in the history of the sport. He's a monster. He's a heavyweight boxer, and he's got a right hand that if he hits you. You die for a minute. Maybe you he pass was offended away. by the mascot. That thing would have gotten you in trouble 20 years ago. Oh, my God. But, like, oh, I didn't know there was an actual person in there. What do you yeah. think it was? It broke. <laughs> like, what was it? Like a, 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 a robot giraffe or something? Come know. on, man. Uh, what else we got, Ralph? Well, back in week three, the Dolphins hosted the Raiders, and it seemed like the cr- crushing loss for John Gruden and company. But it turns out the real loser was a guy named Jean Michaud who was at a bar inside Hard Rock Stadium when a marble slab that was part of the bar fell on his foot. Yeah, he lost part of his toe. What? And he said the folks there would not let him get medical attention for 30 minutes. It took an hour before he was in an ambulance. And so far, he has received a fruit basket and a get-well card from the Dolphins. At least they could do is get him like a uh, Ray Finkel jersey or something. Or like at least like a... Uh, well, Ray Finkel did lose a finger. Like a... Like a like- <laughs> Yeah, but he found one later in the movie, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, uh, so, hold on, so what was he wearing, flip-flops to a football game? Uh, I think if a marble slab's big enough, it's probably going to do damage even inside a shoe. Really? I don't yeah. know. I, I have a hard time believing that if he's wearing like a a, a, a nice pair of Pumas, that a marble slab's going to chop off well, no the toe. No one said Pumas, no. Inch, man, that's crazy. Now, which which toe was it? Did they say which toe? Did not say. Man, if it's the big toe, it, uh, goodbye wearing flip-flops. How are you going to hold those things on? Duct mm-hmm. tape? Slides. They took my toe! What else we got, Ralph? Well, if you've been watching the Major League Baseball playoffs, you're used to seeing Marlon Man sitting behind home plate, but for games in Milwaukee, well, he's sitting right next to front row Amy. <laughs> She's a fan <laughs> of the Brewers. She has a season ticket right behind home plate, and... Uh, she tends to attract a lot of uh, eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and search Front Row Amy on Twitter and uh, just make sure you do it when you're not uh, around your better half. That's all I'll say. Uh, uh, Ralph spotted it out to me, um, and I immediately, uh, 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 people showed up on site here with tasers asking me to get off the computer. It was very, very inappropriate, uh, but nonetheless, uh, very interesting. All right. Very well tasteful. done, Ralph. The, wi- the weird world of Ralph. I think we got a keeper. We're doing it. Moving forward. Fresh off an historic performance, one that is almost impossible to do. It is the return of Knox Locks. I'll tell you who I like, which games, special bets, special picks coming up here momentarily. A chance to make some cash. Here on Fox Sports Radio. That's coming up here in just a moment uh, here on FSR. Uh, Jonas Knox here coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can always find us on Sirius XM Channel 83. And wherever you are listening on all our great affiliates, we always appreciate a few minutes of your time. It is a Sunday morning in most parts of the country as we get ready for week six in the NFL. So um, we started doing this a couple of years ago. And if you've got a, a last name that rhymes with something, you got to use it. So we kind you kind of work in reverse. 
if you come up with an idea, usually you have the idea and then you come up with the name afterwards. Like the band Corn. You ever hear the story about how they got the name Corn? Their their original name was LAPD. <laughs> I don't know whose idea that was. What an awful idea. So clearly they couldn't be LAPD. So they had to change their name. Now the band was already set. They were already going to get signed. They had already uh, built a great following. And so they were trying to come up with a name and somebody as a joke threw out the name Corn. They thought, "Oh, okay, why not? Uh yeah, let's go with Corn." You know, it didn't really matter what the name was. The band was already set. You knew what you were. The, 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 they were growing. They were following. They had a record deal. They were going to be huge, going to be a smash hit, sell millions of records. So the name didn't really matter. Well, we kind of did it in reverse. So I thought of Knox Locks, and then I thought of what it was supposed to be afterwards. All right? I should have built the segment and then come up with the name, but I figured, all right, well, Knox rhymes with Locks. And it's better than some other things that it rhymes with that we could probably use that would get us fired, which many people have made reference to. Uh, hence the last part of the South Carolina mascot's name, if you know what I mean. So I decided, all right, so Knox Locks, what are we going to make it? Everybody does a, a standard be- uh, pick segment on their show. Everybody makes picks. What can we do that's a little different? So I said, screw it. I'm going to call my shot in five different games. Or I'm going to make five different predictions. Sometimes it'll be... A standard betting line. A team to win by four points, I'll make a pick. A team to win by five points, I'll make a pick. Uh, uh, the point total in a game. Do I like the over or the under? Sometimes it'll be standard like that. And other times, I'll go out and I'll just pick random games. And I'll pick random lines and I'll pick uh, make random uh, predictions. And I decided to modify that this season. So, I entered last week 3-2 and two on the year. Last week, I went 5-0. and oh. Never been done in the history of Knox Locks. 5-0. and oh, I gave you the Seahawks. Uh, I gave you the uh, Seahawks plus 7.5 against the Rams. That was a win. I told you Odell Beckham was going to catch a touchdown pass the first of the season in their game against the Panthers. That was a win. I told you the Steelers would score over 3.5 touchdowns against the Atlanta Falcons. That was a win. I told you that Patrick Mahomes, who hadn't done it yet, in the season, that Patrick Mahomes was going to throw an interception. Not only did he throw one, he threw two. That was a win. And then I told you, the Cowboys getting three and a half points at home against the Houston Texans, I told you to take the Cowboys, and guess what? That was a win, thanks to Jason Garrett being afraid to go for it on fourth down and the Houston Texans kicking a field goal. So, fresh off a 5-0 and week, I am 8-2 and on the season which brings us to week six. Hey, lock it. Let's lock in. And now, and now, Knox Locks. Here we go. Buccaneers and Falcons. The Falcons are a three-point favorite. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. I said it a week ago, man. I sincerely feel bad for the Atlanta Falcons. If you just think about where they've been in the last year and a half, They had Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the coffin, toe tags printed, ready to close it, throw some dirt and some roses and a tombstone over the top of them, and they gagged away that Super Bowl. And after that, they rebounded, they figured it out, they got back into the postseason, they won a postseason playoff game in L.A. against the Rams. 
They won a playoff game in L.A. against the Rams. Then they went to Philadelphia, had the Eagles on the ropes, and couldn't close the deal. They came back into this season, a lot of hype, a lot of promise, a lot of returning stars, and they've had close loss after close loss. They've been dealing with injuries in their defense and their secondary. It's been an awful year for the Atlanta Falcons. I sincerely feel bad for them. Outside of last week in Pittsburgh, where the Steelers were due for a breakout game, the Falcons have been in every game this season, and you can argue the Atlanta Falcons should be 4-1 right now. Tampa Bay turns to Jameis Winston, and I'm not sure how that's received in the locker room. I'm really not. Those guys really seem to rally around Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you remember the confused looks on their face when Jameis Winston was eating his hands, saying, we're going to eat a W? I mean, he's a grown man licking his fingers, the same hand that he's taking snaps under center with. Ugh. What's happening here? Deshaun Jackson spoke out and said, there's no way you can bench Ryan Fitzpatrick. They seem like they were a little bothered by the move by Dirk Cutter. So I don't know what to expect. The offense looked the best it's looked since Dirk Cutter got there under Ryan Fitzpatrick. I may be the last one who still kind of believes in the Falcons, This could be a pity pick because I feel bad for all that they've gone through. And although I do think their season is probably over, I do like the Atlanta Falcons in this spot. Minus three. Chargers and Browns. The Cleveland Browns stop the presses are a one and a half point favorite at home. This is a one Eastern time kickoff. I like the Chargers in this spot. I really do. I I said it yesterday. The vibe around the Browns is that Baker Mayfield is for real and the Cleveland Browns are back and forget about all those losing seasons. The Browns are back. This is going to be like the late 80s. Marty Schottenheimer, Bernie Kosar, uh, 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 all the great players the Browns had, uh, all those epic playoff battles against the Denver Broncos. The Browns are back. Pepper Johnson. You remember Pepper Johnson when he was a big free agent signing for the Browns when he came over from the Giants? They're all back, man. The Browns are back. Let's go ahead and just peel away the hype and the hyperbole of the Cleveland Browns, and let's take a let's take a real close look at what we're dealing with here. You got a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who everybody is talking about as they finally made the right pick at quarterback. He's completing under 60% of his passes. He's got as many interceptions as touchdowns. I like Baker Mayfield. I've been one of the only ones who said they got it right when they took him number one overall as opposed to taking Sam Darnold. I, I've been I've been first and, and riding shotgun in that mobile ever since it happened. But let's slow it down. The only reason the Browns are getting as much hype as they've gotten and the only reason people are as excited about the Browns as they as as they've have been over the past several years in Cleveland is because they're just not as bad as they used to be. They're a 500 football team. Yeah, they've been in a lot of close games, but they're a 500 football team, bottom line. So when I see how this stacks up and I see the Chargers coming into this game with revenge on their mind, knowing that they were the team that the Browns beat to get their only win of the season a couple of years ago, I like the Chargers in this spot, and I like them even more getting a point and a half in Cleveland. Seahawks and Raiders. This is a London game. We go to Wembley Stadium, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. For the kids out there, 
There was a time when these two teams played twice a year, and it was a great rivalry in the AFC West. That's right. The Seattle Seahawks were in the AFC West for a long, long time. The one moment from this rivalry that is at the top of the list was Monday Night Football 1987 when Bo Jackson quote-unquote ran over Seahawks linebacker Brian Bosworth to get into the end zone. Now I say quote-unquote ran over because if you actually watch the play, it's not like Bosworth had a great angle and I don't know who was going to stop Bo Jackson, but that's sort of a, a mythical thing that's talked about. You know, it's like when you go camping with granddad and he tells you about the one time that uh, a Sasquatch showed up and uh, took took a beer out of his cooler, uh, shotgunned it, and then grabbed his crotch and walked away. And then you find out years later after Granddad passed, no, that was Uncle Earl. He's just an alcoholic, and he likes to touch himself in the park. That was a mythical story about Brian Bosworth and Bo Jackson, but I digress. The moment got me thinking. I started thinking, what would be another epic performance that could go down in the history of this series? Like, who's got the most to prove in this game? So I started scratching my head going down both rosters, and I said, all right, well, let's think about it. A guy who used to play for the other team, check. A guy who left on bad terms, check. And a guy who had something similar to what caused the friction with his former team happened with his current team last week, check. And all signs point to Marshawn Lynch. We remember the Super Bowl, right? You remember that when the Seattle Seahawks decided they were going to throw from the one-yard line instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch? Interception Malcolm Butler, interception New England Patriots, New England wins the Super Bowl, Seattle's never been the same. Last week, similar spot, not the Super Bowl, in a soccer stadium against the Chargers, Raiders at the goal line, they throw it, Interception by the Chargers, Melvin Ingram running down after picking the ball off in the end zone, and nobody can figure out why they didn't hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch when the Raiders were there on the doorstep, ready to turn that into a ball game trailing early. Marshawn Lynch even commented on it after the game. I think Marshawn Lynch is motivated. I think John Gruden knows it. And I think they're going to feed Marshawn Lynch the ball as much as possible against a Seahawks defense that is 29th in the league in rushing yards allowed. I like Marshawn Lynch over 61 and a half rushing yards in London. Panthers and Redskins. The Carolina Panthers are a one and a half point favorite at the Washington Redskins. This is a one Eastern time kickoff on Fox. I'll admit this may be a little preseason bias because I didn't expect much from Carolina. Here they are three and one. They're a half game out of first place in the NFC South and they get back Greg Olson from injury and Thomas Davis from suspension. If not for a 63 yard field goal. All right. If not for a 63-yard field goal last week, though, we're talking about a 500-football team. The Redskins were absolutely embarrassed on Monday night in New Orleans, and even though it's a short week, I like that it's at home. And even though Carolina has won five straight against Washington, I like this spot for the Redskins. I think they're going to be motivated. I think they're going to play well based on last week's embarrassment. And they can actually move into first place in the NFC East with a win. I like the Redskins getting a point and a half at home. 
Rams and Broncos. The LA Rams are a seven-point favorite at the Denver Broncos. This is a 4.05 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. Look, I told you after the Broncos started 2-0 not to buy in. I tried to warn you. It's a fraud. It's a mirage. Don't buy into it. It's a product of where they play and when they play. It's a built-in advantage. They're dominant at home early in the season because teams aren't in shape, and when you go mile high, teams are sucking wind early in the season. But everything starts to even out later on. Since that time, and the Broncos were 2-0, they've lost three straight, and they were throttled by the Jets last week. But I like Denver in this spot. The Rams have had some injury issues pop up in recent weeks and have yet to leave the Pacific time zone until now. They head to Denver, and snow is in the forecast. I got the Broncos coming off that debacle in New Jersey a week ago. I think they're a much better team at home, clearly, than they are on the road, and they're getting seven points. I think the Rams win this game, but I like Denver to keep it close. Give me the Broncos plus seven. And with that... That concludes your Week 6 Knox Locks here on Fox Sports Radio. Up to, if I go 5-0 and again, they should build me a casino in Vegas. I'm serious. Forget the hard rock. Have the hard knocks. Build me Jonas something. Uh, yeah, is something, uh, something with a, a little bit of... Uh, with a little uh, grime to it, you know, a little, little something a little dirty to where when people know you show up there in Vegas, uh, you're, you're there to have a good time. If I go 5-0 and again, man, we're looking at 13-2 and two in three weeks. Are you out of your mind? That's historic. All right. That means I'll go 0-5. All right. Uh, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We do want to let you know we have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. All right. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, there was something said about a football coach a long time ago, and everybody was pissed, you included. As it turns out, they were pretty spot on. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up here in just a moment. um, Something was said a little while back that many people took exception to. There were even accusations made following uh, the comments. uh, But as it turns out, maybe they weren't that far off about a football coach. We'll tell you who that is uh, coming up here momentarily on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Guess that garbage. Our NFL trivia game that we play every single week here on the show is coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. If you want to be a part of Guess That Garbage, and here's how it works. It is all basic trivia. Basic NFL trivia. All things relating to the NFL that have happened in the last week. So you don't need to go way far back. It's not a story that's going to come up out of the blue. It's all recent NFL information, statistics, games, storylines. I'm going to give you the opportunity to star on national radio answering basic NFL trivia. We do it every single week. The catch with this, though, it's not like a normal trivia game. The catch, for some reason, every time you guys get on the air, you crap down your leg. I don't know why. Not not literally. Well, maybe some of you do. You've been pretty hammered when you call in. But you, for whatever reason, get nervous on the big stage. I ask you a simple NFL question. We've had we've had times when we've done the game, and I'll say, uh, 
which NFC East team last won a division two years in a row? And we've had people say things like, the Washington Wizards? I mean, like it's it's that uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But we will give you an opportunity if you want to play. Guess that garbage eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. That coming up less than ten minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Operators standing by. We only have a thousand phone lines. They fill up pretty quick. So get in now or get lost. All right. So sometimes the message can get lost because of the messenger, and I acknowledge that. Like certain people can say things to you and you kind of dismiss it. Um, you can dismiss the criticism and you can not pay any attention to it. And and what you'll do, and we all do this, and I even do it sometimes, I'm guilty of it, is instead of focusing on whatever the message is and instead of focusing on whatever the criticism is and thinking that maybe it's a valid point, we just sort of dismiss it because of who it's from and how harsh it is. If a buddy of yours points out that you've gained a little bit of weight, yeah, he might be an a-hole, but it doesn't mean he's wrong. Maybe you have gained a little bit of weight. Maybe you should investigate that as opposed to just being so dismissive over the comment. If your girl won't kiss you because you just ate a bag of Funyuns, you can be offended or you can put a stick of gum in, preferably two. Before the college football season... Some anonymous coaches were asked about the most overrated coaches in the country. And one of the names that kept popping up in this anonymous poll was James Franklin of Penn State. He was on this list. In fact, some of the uh, explanations for why James Franklin was overrated were detailed in this anonymous poll done by CBS Sports. Quote, James Franklin His coaching peers know he's full of it, end quote. Here's another one. Quote, when James Franklin got the Penn State job, I thought, man, he's a good marketer. He did a nice job with that. It'll be interesting without Saquon Barkley. Saquon is underrated. He turns a lot of no-gain plays into 60-yard touchdowns, end quote. Penn State has now lost twice at home. To Ohio State, a few weeks back, in which James Franklin, with terrible play calling and terrible decision-making late, Trace McSorley having one of the games of his life, and James Franklin chooses a running play on fourth and five late in that game. They get swallowed up, and they lose to Ohio State after holding onto a lead and gagging away that game late at home against Ohio State. And then again on Saturday, it was Michigan State. Unranked. And a late win at Penn State to shock Penn State, who was ranked eighth coming into the game. James Franklin is now 3-11 and against Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State since he's been at Penn State. Those criticisms got a lot of pushback before the season. They were dismissed because of the messenger. Well, it's anonymous. Because it's not. They didn't put their name on it. Were they wrong? I mean, kind of a couple of glaring performances by Penn State. A couple of, of, of things have happened since that anonymous poll came out 
that have shown that, well, maybe they weren't all that wrong. There were some people that even called it jealousy. You know, they're jealous because they don't have that Penn State job. You know, they're, they're jealous they're not getting all the notoriety that James Franklin's getting. All right, well, that's fine. You can focus on the messenger, but was the message wrong? Is he not a better marketer than he is a head football coach? Has decision-making and play-calling at certain points in games not been of question with James Franklin? Were they wrong? There were even some people that threw a racial element out there. Well, you know, there's a, there's a racial element to it. I don't know about that, but all I know is that a lot of people said he was overrated, and a lot of people have questioned how good of a football coach he is, and here we are, another home loss to Michigan State in a game they had in the bag, and they choked away late. So again, it goes back to the question, were they wrong? You can focus on the messenger all you want, or you can actually pay attention to what they're trying to say. I may not like it if a family member or a girlfriend walks up to me and grabs my love handles and says, ooh, you've gained a little bit of weight. Yeah, that's rude. You don't do that. Keep your hands off me. Or I can think, you know, maybe they do kind of have a point. Maybe there is something wrong there. And go figure it out. Like, you can focus on the message all you want. You can focus on how it was put out there. You can call them out for saying it was anonymous. You can call them out for saying they're jealous. Whatever you want. But just ask yourself the question, were they wrong? And just because you don't like the opinion or the criticism doesn't mean it was wrong. But there's a lot of people who are starting to turn on James Franklin. Go through. Find some of the diehard Penn State people who have now all of a sudden looked at Penn State and looked at James Franklin and said, yeah, we're noticing a theme here. Uh, Every time he plays our three biggest rivals, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan, we seem to come up short. We've got 14 games of proof, and only three of them went our way. It's not a good look. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-99-ON-FOX is the phone number. 877-996-6369. That is an important question, and here's why. Every single week on this show, we play Guess That Garbage. It is NFL trivia. It is your opportunity to show off your NFL skills. And if you couldn't get through or the phone lines are busy, you get to sit back and you get to laugh at some of the embarrassing results that come up on our national stage. That is coming up next. For all the latest, though, Ralph Urban. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And Saturday night, it was Game 1 of the American League Championship Series, and Houston had a heck of a night in Boston. Workman delivers, and Yuli spokes one down the right field line, hit pretty well, going back on it as bats into the corner, and that ball is gone! A three-run home run for Yuli Gurriel. He wrapped it around that pesky pole, and the Astros' lead is 7-2. to FSR affiliate KBME and the Astros' radio network as Houston would go on to win by that 7-2 to final score. Meanwhile, in the NLCS, LA evened up their series with Milwaukee at a game apiece that after beating the Brewers 4-3. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Lots of upsets in the top 10, including number 13, LSU, humbling number 2, Georgia. It's never going to be about me. I'm just glad for the team, man. These guys are these guys work so hard, and they, they deserve it. These coaching staff work so hard. I was just glad to be part of it. Yes, he was, LSU. A 36-16 winner. Number three, Ohio State, 30-14 over Minnesota. 
Number five, Notre Dame escaped against Pittsburgh. 19-14, Iowa State hammered. Number six, West Virginia, 30-14. It needed overtime, but the Oregon Ducks flew over number seven, Washington, 30-27. And just like you were talking about, Jonas, Michigan State, a 21-17 win at number eight, Penn State. Back to you. Thanks, Ralph. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, um, there is if, – if, if, if one person wasn't in, in a certain situation several years ago – they wouldn't have the job that they have, all right? It is football-related, but a person who did something years and years and years ago is still living on that reputation, and there's an interesting question to be asked when it comes to their job status, all right? So we'll get to that here coming up 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio for you. Right now for you, it is time for this. Oh, my God. What the hell is that smell? These two teams flat out stink. Stinks. It always has stunk. He stinks. This stinks. He stunk. Welcome to the party, baby. How's that? It's Guess That Garbage. Yeah, here we go, baby. Every single week at this time, we're going to go around the country. Sometimes we even go around the world, depending on who can get through. It is Guess That Garbage. It is your opportunity to play NFL trivia here on the air. Um, Here's the catch, though, with this. You guys are terrible at it. You're just not good. Now, I commend you because every single week you answer the bell. You, you get back up and you continue fighting. You want to show that you know your NFL, but for some reason you get on the stage here on national radio and you guys embarrass yourselves every single week. So here we are again. I'm giving you the opportunity. I'm extending you the chance to shine on this national stage here with Guess That Garbage. Uh, by the way, if you doubt the popularity of this show, a lot of people poke fun at it and say, well, you're just a weekend overnight host. Yeah, kiss my ass. 877-99 on Fox. Call that number right now. You're getting a busy signal. That's a thousand phone lines filled to the brim of people who want in on the hottest game show uh, that just happens to be uh, Afternoon Drive in Bangladesh. Mitchell is in Ohio listening on Fox Sports Radio. Mitchell, what's happening? Hey, what's up, Turner? Uh, another man. Hey, were, was Mitch Trubisky named after you? I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm sh- just waiting on my bingo and Cowboys to all win tomorrow. Oh, you got three teams, huh? I got a root for my teams, but I've always been a Cowboys fan. So, so, wait, you can't just have one? You got to have three? What a slut you are. I can't believe you, Mitchell. I reckon. I can't believe you. Uh, all right, so what's going on, man? It's 4.30 in the morning in Ohio. What are you doing? I have some papers. Oh, okay. Now, uh, is the weather starting to change? Are the are the leaves fall, uh, turning colors and falling off the trees? Uh, the leaves thing really fell off yet, but the temperature dropped here lately. All right, what, what kind of temperature are we talking about? 43. That ain't too bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, come on. It's not like being out here in Southern California. 65, man, mid-60s here. One thirty yeah. in the morning. Yeah, that's that's called that's called grinding, man. And we're inside a studio. You think you got it bad? <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. Mitchell. Here we go, man. If you're ready to play, I'm ready to play. All righty. All right. First up, Mitchell. First question here on Guess That Garbage. Who on the Giants? Who on the New York Giants has the longest pass completion of the season? 
Odell Beckham Jr. There he is, yeah. Yeah, that is correct. Odell Beckham, the wide receiver who so many of you can't stand, but he's not going to apologize for his criticism of Eli Manning and the team. Odell Beckham Jr. with the longest pass completion of the season for the New York Giants. So, from Ohio to a neighboring state we go, and it's Dylan in Kentucky listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Dylan, what's happening? Uh, not a lot. Um, well, I mean, come on, man. It's uh, 4.30 in the morning. What do you got going on, man? Just coming in from a night out. Yeah, what'd you do? Uh, I was at a buddy's house playing pool. You guys uh, tip a few back? A few. Now, what do you, now what, when you and your buddy are, are shooting pool, because we got to live vicariously through you, because there are some of us out here who are working, man. I mean, you got the weekends off. We don't. We're busting our ass. Mitchell's passing papers. We got security guards listening. We're grinding away doing sports talk radio. So take us into a night of shooting pool with your buddy. What are we drinking? Are we drinking light beers? Are we drinking champagne, whiskey, Bud tequila? Light. Oh, okay, Bud Light. Now, between you and your buddy, do you guys, what do you split, like a 30-pack? Uh, I drove, I had to drive home, so yeah, he, he drank probably a case. <laughs> okay. Cans or bottles? Cans. Oof, yeah, I'm not a big can guy. That sounded weird. Uh, I should probably uh, not say that again. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm more of a bottle guy, if you know what I mean. That's my yeah. thing. That sounded weird, too, now that I think about it. All right. Uh, Dylan, uh, here we go. This is the question for you, and it's Eli Manning-related. You know Eli Manning, right? Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. All right. Yeah, so you know him very well. All right, so here's the question for you. Who in their career has more interceptions? Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Archie Manning, or Cooper Manning? Peyton Manning. That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. Garbage. No, that's true, man. He should have had his uh, his buddy who did get ripped uh, answer that question. He would have said Cooper Manning. But, yeah, that is correct. Peyton Manning is still holding on to the lead. He's now got a 19-interception lead over his brother Eli Manning. Eli should pass that uh, within the next couple of weeks. We go to Joe, who's in beautiful – I mean, when you think of palm trees and beaches and resorts – you think of Bakersfield, California, where Joe is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Joe, what's happening? Uh, nothing much. I think they should trade Cub for Kessler. The Raiders should, because he was in pretty close games, even though they didn't win it for the Cleveland Browns. Try him out for a while and just have a car backup quarterback. So you want Cody Kessler in Oakland with the Raiders? Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean. He, Came winning pretty close games, but hmm. they didn't win though. By the way, is Cody Kessler still on the Browns? Didn't he? Is it? Where's Cody Kessler at? Uh, can we get an update on Cody Kessler? We have, by the way, uh, Joe. Just between you and I, because nobody else is listening right now, especially not the bosses. Uh, we have a because this is such a high profile radio show here on Weekend Overnights. We actually have somebody on staff, and their only job, and they are paid for this, is to find out the whereabouts of Cody Kessler. All right, their only job is to find out the whereabouts of Cody Kessler. So let's go live now to the individual that we pay hourly here to be our Cody Kessler insider, uh, Mike Mayer, for the latest on Cody Kessler. Mike? Uh, he is currently uh, the backup for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, so there it is, man. Cody Kessler, I mean, he's not going to Oakland. He can play football in front of a swimming pool. Why would he go to Oakland? Uh, but nonetheless, all right. I didn't. I didn't know he got traded to Jaguars. Yeah. Hey, that's hey, that's why you tune into this show. Nobody else is breaking down Cody Kessler's whereabouts like we are. 
That's why we're on top of things. All right, uh, Joe, here's the question for you, man. Who is the only starting quarterback in the NFL to not throw an interception? I'd say um, keep my winning streak going, Tony Romo. Oof. Now, that is close, um, but that is uh, that is incorrect. No, that is incorrect. It is not Tony Romo. Definitely not. It's also not Billy Joe Tolliver, uh, in case you were wondering. No, Drew Brees would be the correct answer. Uh, still no interceptions uh, for Drew Brees. I love Joe. Call back, though, please. Uh, let's go to Indiana, where Clay is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Clay, what's happening? How are you today? Hey, Clay, your phone's still in your pocket. Yeah, Clay. Yeah, you don't you don't want to put your phone on the barbecue. You want to you want to have it away, and so because bad things will happen. You know what I mean? Well, you're right. I was barbecuing right. Now. <laughs> what are you barbecuing, man? It's four thirty in the morning. What are you barbecuing, man? Uh, All right, A little drunk food. Yep. Yeah, good for you. It's uh, fine to eat. It is fine to eat barf grills. All right, here we go. Uh, Clay, this is the question for you. Uh, which is the only division in the NFL without a winning team? That would be the AFC North. Ooh, that is close. Um, actually, it's not. No, that would be the <laughs> NFC East. Uh, the NFC East would be that team. Uh, would be that division with no winning teams right now. Although Washington can make it happen, and I think they will. I think Washington beats Carolina. Uh, so last one here on Fox Sports Radio, and we're going to go to California where Zach is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Zach, what's going on? I'm not feeling it's just hanging out. I forgot you were doing overnights because I always catch you on Sundays. Yeah, l- listen, I do everything, right? You know what I mean? I get around. Y- you're kind of fun. It's a hangnail. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do, man. I show up, right? I answer the bell. I, 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 I subscribe to the uh, theory of Bill Belichick, no days off. That's what I do. I'm a grinder, man. Uh, all right, Zach, here's the question for you. So the Philadelphia Eagles have been ravaged by injuries at running back, so I've got multiple choice. Who is the last Philadelphia Eagle to make a Pro Bowl as a running back? Here are your options. Listen to all of them before you guess. Brian, okay. Brian Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray, Ricky Waters, Keith Byers, or Dan Byer? I'm going to have to go with McCoy. That is correct. Not even a hesitation from Zach in California. And with that, a 3-2 and two performance here on Guess That Garbage. Round of applause. A winning week for all who, what participated, all who participated. It is what it is. <laughs> I love that Dan Byer drop. Oh, threw me off. Uh, all right, so a uh, congratulations, a three and two week here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, your thoughts on guess that garbage? It is what it is. I agree. All right, coming up next here on FSR, there is um so there's somebody who is doing something who did something years and years ago, and they're still being rewarded for it, and they probably shouldn't be. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. What's all this stuff? Trash, garbage. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. In 10 minutes from now, we will have our all-NFL hour here on FSR. Nothing but the National Football League here on Fox Sports Radio as we get you set up for week six in the NFL. And coming up here in just a moment, um, not a good look for one coach. 
Not a good sound for one coach. I'll have that for you here momentarily. Want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover Card. Become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. So Scott Frost and Nebraska are now 0-6. They lost to Northwestern 34-31 in overtime on Saturday. They blew a double-digit lead with under six minutes to go. For the first time ever, they are 0-6 in the history of the program, and they've got the longest losing streak currently in the history of the program. Here was Scott Frost, their head coach afterwards. Was there anything on the on the 99-yard drive they had scheme-wise, defensively, you would have done differently looking down? Well, one, I don't call the defense, and two, uh, make a play. Um, one more play. We had two fourth and tens. We obviously can't get a 15-yard penalty when they're buried on the one. Um, can't get past interferences. Got to make one more play. Somewhere. Oh my God, he sounds depressed. Hold on. I, I'm gonna th- we're going to throw... If you could just fast forward to just when he starts talking, when he starts answering the question, um, and I'll set it up like this way. Because if you didn't know that this was Scott Frost and I set it up like this, you would believe it. Hey, dude. Hey, check this out. Um, so this is my buddy. Uh, this is my buddy Scott. He just found out um, that uh, his wife uh, has been sleeping with the landscaper. You can, listen to how depressed he is. One, I don't call the defense, and two, uh, make a play. He got. Um, like here's play. here's what I'll say though about Scott Frost. And first of all, he immediately throws his defensive coordinator and the and the that whole staff under the bus, um, which probably isn't the the best bet. But um, so they're zero and six. If Scott Frost wasn't a Nebraska legend, would his job be in jeopardy? Because I asked Brady Quinn when he joined us in hour one here on the show, and I said, "Listen, man." If that guy wasn't such a legend in Nebraska, if he wasn't so revered in that town, are we talking about one and done? Because it's that bad. How many other coaches around the country at a big-time program where expectations are, look, they're a little bit unreasonable. They're still living on the, uh, the heyday of the 80s and the 90s. But how many other coaches around the country would be 0-6 this far into the season historically bad for the program and nobody's talking about his job. Nobody. They'd owe him $26 million if they fired him. I just think if it wasn't for his background and it wasn't for what he meant to the program, we're having a completely different conversation about Scott Frost. We knew it was going to take time. I don't think anybody knew it was going to be this bad for Nebraska. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. I want to let you know, for free winners daily, go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, it is the all-NFL hour, nothing but the National Football League. That's next here for you, Fox Sports Radio. I'm tired. It's a game that shows you why these two are the best at what they do in the NFL I'll tell you who I'm talking about coming up here in just a couple of minutes from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can always find us on SiriusXM Channel 83. 
and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program, we always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote on all 300-plus affiliates all over People listening on the iHeartRadio app uh, overseas, getting ready for a London game between the Seahawks and the Raiders. I welcome you in to the NFL Hour here on FSR every Sunday, 5 a.m. Eastern Time, 2 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. We talk nothing but the National Football League for an entire hour. And the big story in the NFL and the big game on Sunday is clearly Sunday Night Football where we've got the New England Patriots hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. And so, of course, Bill Belichick is here to provide you with everything you need to know about this matchup. I will take a step back. I will let Bill Belichick have the floor because nobody breaks down and previews and does the X's and O's and the grunt work of a football game, especially one of this magnitude, like the great Bill Belichick. Uh, Here he is riveting, riveting commentary and riveting preview from the great Bill Belichick. Coach, you feel like you're you're playing for the top seed in the AFC with this game that the stakes are that big? I feel like we're playing Kansas City. Does it seem like a... Uh, higher stakes game than normal. Playing Kansas City, and that'll conclude uh, Coach Belichick's involvement in the show moving forward, uh, as he has provided us absolutely nothing uh, in that breakdown. But in all seriousness, uh, this is a fun game, man. This is a really fun game, and it's not just fun because you anticipate that uh, Chris Collinsworth is going to give the Ali shucks, you know, uh, oh my, I can't believe, and you're going to assume that Al Michaels is going to drop a gambling reference. But uh, this is a good game because. This showcases two coaches who subscribe to the theory of adapt or die. When coaches, because it's such a, it's such a fraternity, there are some coaches out there who don't want to adapt. They're going to play the way that they play, and they're going to go with their style, and that's just going to be what it is. And for all that you want to say about Bill Belichick and for all you want to say about his personality and how he's not relatable to today's athlete and, and he doesn't, he's, he's not somebody that they can go to or they can, they can lean on because he doesn't want to have that kind of relationship. For whatever you want to say about Bill Belichick, he's been one of those guys in, the football, in football circles, in the football universe, that's always been an adapt-or-die guy. His weekly game plans are all about that. Finding their weakness, exposing it, finding people who have strengths on your team, and and elevating their play. If you play fantasy football and you're listening to this show, how frustrating is it to have a Patriots running back or a Patriots wide receiver? You never know which week who's going to be the best guy. You never know who's going to get the bulk of the carries. You never know who's going to have the most catches. The only real consistent player you got is Rob Gronkowski, and if you're, he's usually, I mean, he's one of the better tight ends in the league. Outside of that, you don't know who's going to be the star. One minute, it's James White. The next minute, it's James Devlin. Uh, the next minute, it's Julian Edelman, or it's Danny Amendola, or it's Chris Hogan. Like, you have no idea. That is a guy who has figured it out. Adapt or die. He adapts every single week. That's what Belichick does. 
So when there's the talk of Bill Belichick not being able to be relatable and him not understanding today's athlete and he doesn't understand today's NFL, no, 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 no. He understood it way before anybody did. Bill Belichick flew where to study what team years ago? Oregon. Because he kept hearing things about this Chip Kelly guy. And so he went to go study him. How do you guys do your practices? What are you guys doing differently? That's not one of these old, tired, uh, uh, cranky football coaches who refuses to let the olden days go. No, that's a guy who's constantly learning, constantly evolving. Now, fashion-wise, not so much. I mean, I walked by the bus stop outside the studio two weeks ago, uh, saw a homeless guy loitering for change, and I said, hey, coach, uh, is Brady playing this? Oh, sorry. You know, he's got to work on that. But from a coaching standpoint, he's always adapting. He's always trying to figure it out. That's what he does week in and week out, and he doesn't get enough credit for that. For all the criticisms that Bill Belichick gets for his personality, he deserves a little bit of credit for being able to adapt to today's NFL, and he's been spot on, and he's been doing it longer than anybody wants to acknowledge. The other guy who's doing that, and the other guy who I have so much respect for based on how he approached it this season, is Andy Reid. Let's not forget what the Kansas City Chiefs were a year ago. All right, Let's not forget that. The Kansas City Chiefs, outside of the Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers, have been to the playoffs in consecutive years more times than any other team in the NFL. Outside of Pittsburgh and New England, after them, it's Kansas City. Alex Smith playing the best football of his career, a legitimate MVP candidate, has the best season of his career. And what does Andy Reid do? Yeah, we'll see you. We're going to go ahead and send you over to Washington, and I'm going to go with this Patrick Mahomes guy who's a little bit of a wild card, got, got great physical abilities, got great talent. Nobody knows where he's throwing the ball from time to time, but I'm going to take my shot with this, and I love it. That's a ballsy pick. He could play it safe. Andy Reid's always been accused of a guy who plays it safe. A guy who's got this check down offense and he's got, you know, it's just, yeah, you know what the Chiefs are. They get to a certain point and then they just can't figure it out. Ah, you know what the Eagles were? They got to a bunch of NFC title games, but they could just never get over the hump. And finally, Andy Reid at this stage of his career, I think looked around and he said to himself, you know what, man, I've tried it. I've done the safe thing. I've gotten as far as I go. The only thing left for me to accomplish as a head football coach in the NFL is to win a Super Bowl. I clearly am not going to get it done doing what I've done. And I've got a great quarterback on my roster, a guy who's proven, a guy who's playing the best football of his career. Take a walk. I'm going with the young guy. And Kansas City, for everybody that's surprised by the by the development of Patrick Mahomes and what he's done this season, Kansas City was on Mahomes for years. Their general manager was sending Andy Reid film and and sending him tape on Patrick Mahomes because they had their eye on him for a long time. They moved up in the draft to take Patrick Mahomes. That move was determined years before that because they've been watching him and he got with the right guy because he got with a coach who also is adapting to today's NFL. Tom Brady had some comments. He was on WEEI this week and I think people took this as an insult 
the reality is this is actually a compliment. It's a compliment to college football, and it's a compliment to the guys who can actually adjust. I think now, I think in some ways, it's pro football is more of glorified college football. Maybe a, the transition, it's a more similar game than what it used to be you know, when I first started. So it's much, I think football now is removing some of the physical elements of the game. It's just, it's more of a space game. And, you know, you see a lot of kind of college plays, you know, more in the pro game now than than what I remember when I started. So, you know, that's just kind of how things have went over the last bunch of years. And people will take that because it adds to the storyline as if we needed anything other than undefeated Kansas City with a rock star quarterback and and a fantastic offense going to New England to take on the Patriots. Like we needed anything else to sell us on the game. But people took that and they ran with it and assumed that Tom Brady was taking a shot at the young quarterbacks in the NFL when he wasn't. The Patriots do college concepts. I think teams around the NFL... Coaches around the NFL have figured out, why are we drafting a guy whose strength is this and trying to make him do this? I mean, like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. If your specialty is cooking, like you're a chef, you're a great chef, you're one of the, the best chefs in the area, nobody's hiring you to, to redo their bathroom doesn't make sense. And I think coaches have figured out in the NFL, look, maybe we had to take some of these college concepts. Maybe teams in the NFL aren't prepared for them. Yes, it's a lower level of football, but won't it make the transition easier? Andy Reid figured it out. I think Bill Belichick has figured it out. Belichick was doing it in a different form for years and years. Belichick understood the idea of finding what a player's strength is highlighting that and exposing another team's weakness. He does it every single week. I think Andy Reid is on the forefront of coaches in the NFL as well, who has taken an element of the adapt-or-die approach of Bill Belichick, and he's using it now because he's using college concepts, and he's highlighting Patrick Mahomes' strengths coming out of the Big 12. And so we can no longer look at NFL quarterbacks at the bust rate like we've seen before because I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, how many flat-out bust early-round quarterbacks are there in the NFL right now? Honestly, like over the last couple of years, find me a first-round pick, a quarterback that was drafted in the first round that you look at and go, oh, for sure, that guy's a bust. I mean... You would immediately go to Chicago. Oh, what about Mitch Trubisky? He just threw six touchdowns in a game. It's not Carson Wentz. Like Jameis Winston isn't a bust. Josh Rosen, we don't know as of yet. Jared Goff, definitely not a bust. Go around the NFL. Find me a bust that's been drafted the last couple of years in the first round. Deshaun Watson, no. Marcus Mariota, I don't think he's great, but he's not a bust. Baker Mayfield looks pretty good. Josh Allen has looked shown uh, uh, hope, given at least given him hope there. Like you can't find that, and it's because I think coaches around the league have figured it out. Why force somebody to do something they're not used to when they were really good at something else? Like why ma- why make them learn us when we can learn them and it's easier? 
And I think two of the guys who were the originators of the adapter die approach were Bill Belichick with in-game adjustments and week-to-week adjustments and Andy Reid taking concepts from college, not being stubborn, and saying, you know what? I'm taking my chance. I'm taking it on a college guy. I think it sets up for a fantastic game on Sunday night. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. The phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover Card. Become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Coming up next, we have got bad news for one quarterback in the NFL, a a starting quarterback in the NFL who may be out of Sunday's game, and it's a surprise. Find out who it is next here on FSR. Get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. It's simple. Plug in Snapshot, drive, and earn discounts for safe driving. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Less than 10 minutes from now, we will have Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's Fantasy Football Insider, in studio for a little disco fantasy. It's where you can actually watch the show. It almost feels like a simulcast. Uh, Almost feels like we're one of the uh, Fox Sports 1 shows, except not even close. Um, But we do have a disco ball in here. Uh, I will will direct you to the right place to go if you want to watch that. Uh, But Mike Harmon's got some interesting fantasy advice on a couple of games, including a game involving two quarterbacks who may be the worst in the league. Right, But it's important to you because it's an opportunity to make money in your fantasy league. So we'll have that for you here uh, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, this popped up out of nowhere over the past couple of hours. Um, according to Ethan Skolnick, uh, who uh, covers... The Miami Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill is dealing with multiple injuries, including a sprained AC joint, and there is serious concern about whether or not he's going to play on Sunday as the Dolphins host the Chicago Bears. So you're probably thinking to yourself, all right, so if if the Miami Dolphins don't have Ryan Tannehill, Who's next up in line to play quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, right? Now, if we have a little bit of a game show music out there, if we can fire up some game show music here on Fox Sports Radio, if we have any game show music here on F, here we go. So who would be next in line to play quarterback for the Miami Dolphins? Some of you out there are looking around and you're thinking, uh, Matt Moore. That is incorrect. It is not Matt Moore. We have no idea where Matt Moore is at, but he will not be playing quarterback for the Dolphins on Sunday. Some of you are probably going way back thinking about a return, a return from the great Jay Fiedler. Is it Jay Fiedler who's going to be the backup quarterback who will play against the Chicago Bears on Sunday? No, 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 no. It will not be Jay Fiedler. Some of you out there are going way back, talking about some of the great Dolphin quarterback play from years gone by, and you're thinking to themselves, uh, what about Cleo Lemon? Is it Cleo Lemon playing quarterback for the Dolphins? No, no, that is not. That is not correct. But if you did guess amongst yourselves Brock Osweiler... 
You have got a winner. Yeah, Brock Osweiler is the backup quarterback. Uh, the hunt for Red Brocktober could be taking place if Ryan Tannehill is not available uh, as the Miami Dolphins host the Chicago Bears. When you factor in all the offensive line injuries, uh, it could be a bludgeoning uh, in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium or Hard Rock Field, whatever. Hard Rock Cafe, who cares? Wherever they play football there, that they uh, that they give away free tickets because nobody goes. Um, but that, nonetheless, we will keep you up to date as to whether or not Ryan Tannehill will play. They're going to give it a go in warm-ups, reportedly. Um, it could all be a ruse, though. It could all be uh, an illusion. Adam Gase trying to get even with the team that he feels like he should have been the head coach for. Uh, the Chicago Bears when he was an assistant. Could be some of that. But nonetheless, the reports are... Ryan Tannehill, sprained AC joint, multiple injuries. They're not sure if he's going to be able to go. Um, they'll give it a go in pregame warm-ups, and if he can't, the great Brock Osweiler will be the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the game that I, I really, really am interested in, I'm interested in all these games, but the Rams and the Broncos, um, and it was in one of my Knox Locks picks. By the way, Knox Locks, I was 5-0 and a week ago, so you can go ahead and poo-poo it and move it along and say, oh, it's just a typical gambling NFL segment. Where did we hear that before? Not everybody's 8-2 and two through two weeks, all right? I am. But one of the things that I was talking about is the Rams haven't left the Pacific time zone. Like They've, 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 they've just recently uh, went and played in Seattle, and that was a close game. A game that, you know, maybe Seattle wins that game, if not for some questionable decision-making late by Pete Carroll. But they've never left the Pacific time zone this season. So they finally do, and they go to Denver and report. The latest is there's going to be a bunch of snow in Denver. It's currently snowing right now, and it should stop around kickoff. But nonetheless, it's a team who's not used to playing in the elements like that. They do have a ton of injuries on that team. The defense is not anywhere close to what anybody thought, and so they go there, they're playing in Denver, all of that, and you've also got a Denver defense who still has talent but has been exposed a couple of weeks in a row. And I'm, I really am, I think last week for the Rams was their most impressive win of the season. Among all the things that the Rams have done, all the performances that they put up, whether it's the Thursday night game and the Rams put up that huge, huge, huge performance against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, whether it was, uh, uh, you know, showcase on Monday Night Football in Week One, where the Rams came out and they beat up on the Oakland Raiders late and closed the door on the Oakland Raiders. I think it, last week's game, a division game on the road, maybe the toughest environment in the NFL. They've got to battle back several times. Their two best wide receivers, Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks, are out of the game, knocked out with concussions, and the Rams win it. And it's not just that they won that game in Seattle. It's how they won it because their coach had the balls to go for it on fourth down to seal the game. I think it was their most impressive win of the season. And then they come back a week later, and they've got to go to Denver to take on the Broncos. I think the Rams are going to win that game, but I think the elements are going to play a factor. Uh, I, I think they are banged up. 
I think the secondary has been rattled. I think there's going to be opportunities potentially for Case Keenum to put up some points. Who knows? Maybe Case Keenum is still a little pissed off that he's not still a member of the Rams. But I like Denver getting the seven points in that game. So I do think that's going to be a fascinating matchup uh, between the uh, Denver Broncos and the L.A. Rams uh, coming up. 4.05 Eastern time kickoff on Fox. So that should be uh, that should be a fun one to watch. Um the other one that I, I can't help but notice is uh, that Seahawks-Raiders game in London, the one Eastern time kickoff on Fox. You know, John Gruden's not dumb. I know people like to pick on him, and I know you like to take your shots at him. He's not dumb. He understands what's happening. He understands what went on last week. This didn't get discussed a lot because... It was a game that was played in a soccer stadium, and there were a bunch of other more important games that went on. But you remember when Derek Carr laughed at the idea of not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard line like Seattle didn't do in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago? What happened? They get to at the goal line against the Chargers a week ago, and Derek Carr throws the ball, and it gets picked off by Melvin Ingram. And Marshawn Lynch made a comment about it, and it didn't get discussed a lot, but he made a comment about it after the game, not to a pool of reporters, but to one reporter who caught it. I think John Gruen is going to make a concerted effort to get Marshawn Lynch the football as much as he can. And I think he's going to do it for a couple of reasons. One, it'll be a make good to Marshawn Lynch for last week. Two, it's an opportunity for Marshawn Lynch to stick it to his former team. I think John Gruden knows this. I think John Gruden is aware of what's going on. I think John Gruden understands he's got to take a little bit of the pressure off Derek Carr so he's not forcing some of these plays. And I think John Gruden is going to do everything in his power to make sure Marshawn Lynch is the star against his former team in Seattle in London coming up later on. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I don't know why I give out the phone number. I'm not taking your calls. I, I don't want you to call in. You're wasting your time. Don't you're, We're not even taking calls right now. It's not happening. They suck. I, I, and look, I didn't say that. All right? I did not say it. In fact, Marshawn Lynch is here. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, thank you for joining us here on Fox Sports Radio all the way from London. Uh, yeah. no, no doubt at a pub in London right now getting ready yeah. for a 1 Eastern time kickoff. Marshawn Lynch, uh, if I were to take a phone call right now, would it suck? Yeah. All right. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, there is an interesting quarterback battle coming up on Sunday involving two maybe of the worst of all starting quarterbacks in the NFL. But it does impact you. I'll explain what I mean by that coming up next here on FSR. For all the latest, though, from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And it was Game 1 of the American League Championship Series Saturday night. And what a night it was for Justin Verlander. Six innings of work, gave up just two hits, struck out six. In fact, the team only gave up three hits for the night to Boston. A 7-2 win for the Houston Astros as they take Game 1 of the American League Championship Series. Meanwhile, in the NLCS, while the Dodgers even things up at a game apiece. Yelich rolls it slowly to third. Turner has it, throws to first, and he's out at first base. The Dodgers pull all even. The Dodgers with two in the seventh and two in the eighth. 
come from behind to beat the Brewers 4-3. to AM 570 LA Sports and the Dodgers Radio Network with the call as they even the series with the 4-3 win. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. What a night it was in college football. An entire Saturday, lots of upsets in the top 10, including number 13 LSU humbling number 2 Georgia. We tough. You know, from southern Louisiana, we have hurricane, we have adversity and we work through adversity that's just the type of people we are we're proud of it lsu a 36 16 winner iowa state took out number six west virginia 30 to 14 number 17 oregon in overtime win over number seven washington 30 to 27 michigan state wins at number eight penn state 21 17 number 10 ucf escaped memphis with a 31 30 win and virginia took out number 16 miami 16 to 3 of course well, we are just seven and a half hours away from kickoff of our NFL Sunday, so let's get to it. Let's talk fantasy. Thanks, Ralph. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in uh, about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have another edition of the Prop Bet Monster. It's where we create our own bets involving the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. Uh, It's all sorts of shenanigans, and whoever loses has to pay money. Uh, So I believe I owe money. I believe several people owe money, you deadbeats. So hopefully we'll get those uh, paid off here uh, coming up 12 minutes from now. Right now, though, here on Fox Sports Radio, he is the man himself, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider. You hear him every Sunday morning with Dan Beyer from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time. He is in studio for a little bit of disco fantasy. If you think we're kidding about the disco fantasy part, go to Mike Harmon's Twitter account, at Swollen Dome. That is at Swollen Dome on Twitter, and you can watch this entire segment on the air. Disco balls. Yeah. Lights flashing. Big it's disco hot, balls spinning on a early Sunday morning. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I, I just did a tease with you as we were coming back saying next week we'll get to talk about what might become a revolutionary made-for-TV event. Wow. that's Com- a, We're going to wait a week for that? Yeah. A couple couple years ago, we celebrated uh, the Liberace film with Matt Damon and Michael Douglas. Sonia Henny. Yeah. Now there's My Dinner with Hervé. Which Hervé is- Villages from Fantasy Island? Oh, Tattoo? I don't even know who the hell that is. You don't know Fantasy Island? No. Ricardo Maltabon was the guy, Mr. Rourke, your host, and people would go there and they'd have these things. You never knew if he was an angel or a devil. Oh, wow. Like they'd get in all these weird scenarios. I didn't know well, that. No, go read his biography. There's some strange stuff going on. All there. right, and uh, gunfire and and other things that yeah. uh, led him down a deep dark path. Yeah, behind the candelabra was a, a hot topic here at Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> yes, it was uh, amongst the morning show guys uh, that we were part of for uh, <laughs> yeah, buddy, for a few weeks. Uh, we will leave that there. Um, exactly. Okay. So, Mike Hart, I, I so I tease this going in. Yeah, this is what I want to know. <laughs> Bortles Prescott. What the f, man? What? What? Okay, fantasy wise, we know Bortles is Mister Garbage Time, and he puts up big sure. numbers. But normally, these aren't two guys that you can rely on, and you know somebody because they're starting quarterbacks has to play him. Who do you lean to? 
If I had to, then I'm going Bortles. Just you've got Yeldon out of the backfield, not the best between the tackles. Runner Fournette out again means Yeldon as a receiver. That's where you're you're going to make some hay. Uh, and then work downfield because he can't be as catastrophically bad. Last week, I, I'll give you your choice on the metal stand. All right, the interception that Ben Roethlisberger threw, it ended up not meaning anything in that yeah. game, but where he just kind of flung it into the end zone like, yeah. ah, what the hell. Uh, and then you had the Derek Carr interception. That was bad. Or or Blake Bortles, who made the Kansas City Chiefs suddenly look like they knew how to play defense. Yeah. That was very bizarre. Um, <laughs> but look for the, him to get back. Which is the I would go the Derek Carr interception only because it was just so reminiscent to Marshawn Lynch at the goal line in the Super Bowl. And it's just like, how does that happen again? Especially when Derek Carr made it a point upon signing of, well, I'm definitely not throwing the ball at the one-yard line when I've got Marshawn Lynch <laughs> in the back reel. Oh, oh no? Uh, by the way, when did uh, uh, when did Melvin Ingram uh, actually start playing tight end for the Raiders? I didn't good, know that. That's a good yeah. point. No, that I mean Jared Cook's the only guy Derek Carr has been able to find consistently all year. Uh, Marshawn Lynch though got paid yesterday because he went and did a promotional thing with his pop up store, so he made a good lot of money him. selling merch in London to to Raider fans. But uh, I, I agree. I, I heard you talking before about Marshawn Lynch. You've got to feed him. Over like, six, it over the over under because John Gruden also hates Derek Carr. Yes, like that's well established. Uh, the over <laughs> under in rushing yards is sixty one and a half for Marshawn Lynch. I think you're licking bills hammer, by halftime. <laughs> hammer that, like I. So to me, he's a must start, right? Marshawn Lynch, and that's yeah, okay. he, this, and is, see, this is the first time that you can really categorically just say I'm putting him in the lineup. If it's wrong, it's wrong. There's no better spot and setup for a big game than here. And Seattle's 29th in the NFL against the rush. That to me, that screams give the ball to beast mode. He's a start. You've got to start him there. That means uh, uh, John Gruden will outthink it. <laughs> yeah. Do ne- something yeah, stupid. next thing you know, he'll put Marshawn Lynch in the Wildcat. That's I, how that's gonna work out. So uh, Mike Harmon, by the way, Fox Sports Radio's Fantasy Football Insider is joining us here on on FSR. Kansas City, New England, we know that's the game of the week. It's Sunday night football. Um, Interesting sits, interesting starts in that matchup for you, Mike Harmon. I think we're getting them all in, right? I mean, Edelman comes back last week, seven catches on his nine targets. Showed a bit of rust early on, right? He should have had a very easy touchdown in the first quarter. So another week of practice. Uh, a lot of great reports on Brady with Josh Gordon because people were still wondering overall what his workload is, right? Only two catches for the 50 yards and a score. You know what? That target count's going to rise. Brady's spending a lot of time working with Gordon. They say he's doing a lot of you know meeting time, whatever. However that transfers onto the field that can only be positive when you've got an over-under sitting at 60. Uh, nice and tasty there. Uh, interesting last week, Mahomes, even with some of the gaudy numbers that popped off, well, 17th uh, highest fantasy point score for the for the week five contest. But this week, you know, he and Brady are, are probably one in three or one in two, depending on how much you like Ryan and Winston in that other high scoring would be a fair. When you get a team that got embarrassed a week ago, and and I'll just go to the Washington Redskins, and they got ex- just outclassed and exposed on Monday Night Football on a primetime stage. When you get a team like that, 
don't I mean don't you have to play those guys the next week because what are the odds they're going to have a bad performance like what are the odds Jordan Reed's going to have like negative four catches like he did a week ago what are the odds I mean I know they're banged up I think Crowder's out I think Chris Thompson's out yeah they're hurt so they're, then, they're banged up quite a bit so so what do you if you're if you've got the Redskins or if you, the Atlanta Falcons who got buried a week ago in Pittsburgh I, I know the gambling thought is, well, you play them the next week, or uh, a team usually bounces back in the NFL. From a fantasy perspective, how do you approach those games? Well, when you look at the Falcons, they their defense is bad enough that we're going to get into scoring fests every week. So, Mohamed Sanu, normally a, a fringe third, fourth wide receiver, becomes a must-play in this type of situation alongside Ridley, alongside Julio Jones, who will eventually score a touchdown. It has to happen. Mathematically, it has to occur. Tevin Coleman, again, pushed to the forefront because Devontae Freeman back out with an injury. So your offensive weapons, Hooper, it's a flip of a coin, depending on what else you've got at tight end. Uh, on the other side, you know when you're talking about the, the Redskins, Smith is a high-end number two and probably a decent daily fantasy play, right? If you're going to go dive, you want to look contrarian, I think, in some of those situations where it's not an obvious play because Carolina, certainly not an easy defense to navigate. Uh, But Adrian Peterson coming back probably gets a play as your back-end number two wide uh, running back. I'm making him a wide out since he's catching passes all of a sudden this year. Uh, and they have nobody left that's healthy because uh, uh, Paul Richardson probably going to miss the game yeah. too. That's that's where it's starting to get dicey. So Smith more a number two guy, but a, a roll of the dice that he does find someone in a day, daily league. All right, last one for Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's Fantasy Football Insider. Uh, You can get him on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. Uh, It is ninja time. I'm going to pick a couple of positions. I'm going to ask for under-the-radar ninja picks, guys that people aren't anticipating having a big week that you look at and go, that might be a spot. Here are the two positions. Okay. Number one, running back. I want a running back ninja, somebody who's probably available in a lot of leagues. And number two, a kicker. Oh, look a, at you. A ninja kicker. You're going kickers yes. this week. I'm going kicker. Somebody out there who you can grab because you know he's going to be available that you like to put up a big spot in 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 the game that he's performing in on Sunday, Mike Harmon, to potentially win somebody a daily fantasy league. And we can mock kickers all we want. Let me tell you something. I've won games in my fantasy leagues because of a kicker. Oh, no, that's it. Once you start getting into bonus time, right? That's why a yes. guy like Justin Tucker – Kind of goes against the grain where you may go around earlier. All right, we're going to take in what should be a field goal contest against Justin Tucker. We're going to look at Ryan Suckup. Oh, that we oh get to say Suckup. right. Yeah, there it is. Hey, because we could say Ryan Suckup at 242 uh, on the West Coast here. Uh, and then we go back to the running back position. Eventually, Green Bay's got to realize Aaron Jones is averaging six yards a carry and actually give him the ball. Uh, and then you go a, a little bit deeper. Uh, we're going to go with the tag team. You've got Lindsey's going to be the leader. Royce Freeman's still going to have himself probably 80, 90 total yards. They're going to run the ball against the Rams. There he is. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's Fantasy Football Insider. Get him all morning long at Swollen Dome, and you can listen to him and Dan Beyer, Fox Football Fantasy, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. We are brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. Coming up next, it is the Prop Bet Monster. Find out what the hell we're gambling on in Sunday night and Monday night football. That's next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 
Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We are going to have a visit from the Prop Bet Monster coming up momentarily. Uh, we will explain what the hell that means for you new listeners out there here on FSR. Uh, reminder, 10 minutes from now, Andy Furman and Brian No will be on the airwaves here on Fox Sports Radio. Furman and No, 10 minutes from now. Make sure you stick around for that. All the information you need to know about the National Football League in Week 6 coming up here uh, on FSR. So we had... Uh, an interesting result in the Prop Bet Monster, the visit from the Prop Bet Monster a week ago. Here's how it works. Uh, we all play it. Myself, Mike Carmen, Iowa Sam, uh, Mike Mayer, Ralph Irvin. Whoever wins doesn't have to pay. But the other four guys or three guys, there could be ties here, whoever loses has to chip in a dollar. I know I owe a dollar, but Mike Mayer, after last week, who else owes dollars? Um, everybody but you for this past week owes dollars. Damn because, straight. Because you had Des Bryant with the most tweets out of, uh, I forgot what the thing was in the Cowboys-Texans game. Des Bryant was tweeting like yep. a firestorm. He did a hell of a job. Yeah. You talk about a guy that gets a lot of attention for doing nothing. Hey, listen, man. Uh, <laughs> a win's a win. I, I'm, oh, not, take it. I'm not one to, to always side with Des Bryant, but I appreciate him uh, making me not have to pay my dollar a week ago. So right now it's time to find out what is next for the Prop Bet Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. <laughs> the Prop Bet Monster. Chiefs and Patriots. How soon into the broadcast before they show Patrick Mahomes' bogus 90-yard pregame throw in Denver a couple weeks ago? Over, under, halftime. Uh, it'll be under halftime. It'll be in the first half, and it was completely bogus. That was a 90-yard throw. No, it wasn't. Stop. All right, and the tooth fairy is not turning tricks either. Stop. It was not a 90-yard throw. Look at the camera angle. Look at where uh, the ball actually landed. I didn't buy it under under halftime, Mike Harmon. Perpetrating fraud on America. I'm going to say over once this game gets out of reach and the Patriots are taking the sledgehammer to them. Mike Mayer. Uh, I'm saying under. Everybody's got Patrick Mahomes fever. Iowa Sam. Under. Ralph Urban. Over. Next up. Who is better dressed Sunday night? Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, a homeless guy outside the studio. All right. Well, I'm going to be here on the air. <laughs> we lost Armin. We lost Armin, everybody. I had not read ahead. Uh, what are you you can tell do? that it was an honest reaction to. Oh, I always know there's a curveball here, but uh, I didn't expect it there. Uh, I will go with the homeless guy outside the studio, and I will actually be on the air with Brady Quinn while that game is happening. So I will be here to keep track of that result. Mike, who are you going with? I'm going to go with Andy Reid. He's stylish in his red Kool-Aid <laughs> man outfit. All right, Mayor? Uh, I'm going Belichick in that stylish hoodie. Iowa Sam. I'm going to go Andy read here ralph urban i find the hoodie to be more stylish next up here we go. 49ers at packers which member of the broadcast crew wears a cheesehead hat first joe tessator jason witten booger mcfarland 
I'm going to go Witten because he looks really awkward on camera, and I think they're going to try and uh, show the lighter side of Jason Witten so people don't rip him so much on social media. Mike? I like that. They're going to try to get him over, right? Yep. He did that thing yep. with his daughter in the booth. He's, he's, he's trying hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to back you on that one. I think Witten's the, the choice here. Iowa Sam? It's got to be the most enthusiastic guy on that broadcast, Booger McFarland. Mike Mayer. I'm going Booger McFarland because he's on the field. Ralph Irvin? Booger's out in the elements. He's going to get the cheese. All right, last one. Which quarterback's partner will be shown on camera first? For Aaron Rodgers, Danica Patrick. For Jimmy Garoppolo, Kiara Mia. For Deshaun Kaiser, an interception. For C.J. Beathard, Iowa Sam. Oh, I've got Iowa Sam. <laughs> Give me Iowa Sam. <laughs> yes. Have to circle uh, that. Mike Harvin. Wow, that's really well done. Uh, I'm going to take the, uh, uh, just for fun, let's go Kiara Mia. Mike Mayer. Uh, I'm going to take Danica. Iowa Sam. C.J. Beathard. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Irvin. Danica Patrick. All right, there it is. That is this week's edition of the Prop Bet Monster. Furman and Noah are next here. <laughs> On FSR and on the iHeartRadio app. Jonas, son of a bitch. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.